Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. Some of Israel's great heroes were shepherds. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. Both Psalm 23 and Jesus compare God's care to that of a good shepherd. But in the first century, it seems shepherds, specifically hireling shepherds, had a rather unsavory reputation. But what about the New Testament shepherds of Luke's Gospel? Let's scrutinize this story from the infancy narratives along with theologian pastor Dr. Ralph F. Wilson. Shepherds in Bethlehem, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. I'm reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, a story that I know is familiar to you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You've heard the Christmas story dozens of times, but I want you to slow down and consider what it was like to be a shepherd, seeing and hearing what they saw and heard that night. I've taken some effort to research the various aspects of the story and the angel's message. Shh, quiet now. The sheep are resting quietly. Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Tending flocks with agriculture formed the basis of the Palestinian economy, and sheep raised on the hillsides around Bethlehem may well have been destined for temple sacrifices in Jerusalem, only six miles to the north. Jeremias describes a shepherd's life. The dryness of the ground made it necessary for the flocks of sheep and cattle to move about during the rainless summer and to stay for months at a time in isolated areas far from the owner's home. Hence, herding sheep was an independent and responsible job. Indeed, in view of the threat of wild beasts and robbers, it could even be dangerous. Sometimes the owner himself or his sons did the job, but usually it was done by hired shepherds, who only too often did not justify the confidence reposed in them. Some of Israel's great heroes were shepherds, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. Both Psalm 23 and Jesus compare God's care to that of a good shepherd. But in the first century, it seems, shepherds, specifically hireling shepherds, had a rather unsavory reputation. 
Yeremias cites rabbinic sources to the effect that most of the time they were dishonest and thieving. They led their herds onto other people's land and pilfered the produce of the land. Because they were often months at a time without supervision, they were often accused of stealing some of the increase of the flock. Consequently, the pious were warned not to buy wool, milk, or kids from shepherds on the assumption that it was stolen property. Shepherds were not allowed to fulfill a judicial office or be admitted in court as witnesses. A midrash on Psalm 23 verse 2 reads, There is no more disreputable occupation than that of a shepherd. Philo, a Hellenistic Jewish philosopher of Alexandria, 25 B.C. to 45 A.D., wrote about looking after sheep and goats. Such pursuits are held mean and inglorious. In contrast to rabbinical contempt for shepherds, however, Jesus distinguishes between the good shepherd and the hireling. He tells a parable of the shepherd leaving ninety-nine sheep in the fold while searching the hills to find the missing one. Perhaps this is because Jesus, who has fellowship with the despised and sinners, knows and appreciates them as people. There is no suggestion that the shepherds to whom the angels appeared were not devout men, though they were from a despised class. They lived most of the year outside, away from the townspeople. Abiding in the field is the Greek verb agraleo, live out of doors. Flocks were kept outside in this way from April to November, and sometimes during the winter in suitable locations. They were constantly with their sheep, since the sheep were vulnerable to all kinds of trouble. Keeping watch is a combination of two related Greek words. The verb is phyloso, to carry out sentinel functions, watch guard, the noun phylake, the act of guarding. Together, they carry the idea of keep watch, do guard duty. The shepherds made sure that the sheep were safe from wandering off and injuring themselves, as well as dangers from thieves and wolves. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. One minute, the shepherds are talking quietly in the blackness of the winter sky. The next moment, the hillside is ablaze with light and booming with the sound of an angel's voice. Verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. This appearance wasn't at a distance, but up front and personal. Appeared is the Greek verb ephistemi, which here means to stand at or near a specific place. Often this use of the verb occurs with the idea of suddenness. The brightness is more than just mega-candle power. It is the radiance of God's own glory. Glory is the Greek noun doxa, 
Here it refers to the condition of being bright or shining, brightness, splendor, radiance. Throughout the Old Testament, the presence of God is referred to as overwhelmingly bright, burning as fire, such as the cloud above the temple by day. God's angels sometimes bear the same bright glory. In this case, the glory shines around the whole area. The result in the shepherds is predictable. Abject terror, terrified or sore afraid, reads literally, feared with a great fear. The angel moves to calm their fears, verses 11 and 12. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This good news angel has the enviable task of being the first herald of Messiah's birth. Bring good news or bring good tidings is the Greek verb euangelizo, from which we get our English word evangelize. Here it means bring good news, announce good news. Later in the New Testament, it is widely used for proclaim the message of salvation, preach the gospel. The message the angel brings is very good news that results in joy. Joy is the Greek noun kara, experience of gladness, joy. Here joy is intensified by the Greek adjective megas, great, pertaining to be above standard in intensity. Great joy. Notice how broad is the angel's message. It's not just for the pious or the Jew, but for all the people. What wonderful news for those who are estranged from God and struggling under oppression. The baby is not just born to Mary and Joseph. Verse 11 indicates that the baby is born to you, to the shepherd recipients of the message and all others. This birth is unto everyone and to everyone's benefit. It is also an immediate message, today, this day. The town of David reminds the reader of the Messiah child's connection to his ancestor David. Prophecy indicates that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. What a fitting prophecy for these Bethlehem shepherds to recall. Micah 5, 2-3, and then 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you were small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Finally, the angel utters the words that Jews had longed for centuries to hear. He is Christ the Lord. The angel terms this baby as a savior, Greek soter, one who rescues, savior, deliverer, preserver. In the prophecies about Jesus' birth in Luke 1 through 3, we observe this theme several times. Chapter 1, verse 69, He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Verse 171, Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. 177, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. 2, 30-32, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And chapter 3, verse 6, and all mankind will see God's salvation. 
chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This Savior will bring both salvation from enemies and from sin, but not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles, all people. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y using the code 30605.